This is the Not Having That Podcast with your host, Harry Watts. So lie down, relax, and let the sports commence. Hello and welcome to the Not Having That Podcast with myself, Harry Watts. I hope everyone's doing well. Unfortunately, I've got some bad news to share at the start of the podcast. Producer Rye was due to make his co-hosting debut, but has got cold feet at the last minute, so has decided to stay within the confines of his producer role. It's a great shame for all involved, but we'll do our best to bounce back from this huge disappointment, and hopefully we can still deliver a good episode for you all. I'd like to thank anyone that's given us a rating so far, subscribe to us, share us on social media, or even just listen to any of our episodes. If you haven't done so already, quickly pause this episode and give us a five-star rating. It shouldn't take too long and it helps out massively. Today's guest is a man I've had the pleasure of knowing for a few years now, and I've come to realise just how big of a football fan he is, with a particular love of football club we'll mention heavily during this episode. This week's Not Having That Podcast guest is Ali Bradbury. Ali, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Harry, mate. How's life? Good, thank you. Yeah, I mean, at the time of recording, we're still in lockdown, but it's a scorching day, so... Uh, oh, yeah. mate, it's a beauty. Just been hitting some golf balls out in the back garden with the old 58, 58 degrees, a cracker. <laughs> bit, bit of a shame that Ryan's not getting on here today, and I could have done with the, the support of a fellow Red Devil, but... Uh, yeah, is what it is. Over it. I'm sure we'll get over it. Yeah, it'll make his... Um, it'll make his... Uh, podcast host debut sometime soon hopefully but yeah for now he's just he's on mute just adds to the, just adds to the suspense for the fans doesn't it exactly give them what they want <laughs> um i'm guessing this might be your debut appearance on a podcast so how are you feeling yeah they never done this before it's a bit of an odd one really it is isn't it it's i mean of... to be honest with you the, fir- the first podcast i ever listened to was the uh the crouchy podcast it's a good one Probably the first time I listened to that was about eight months ago. Before that, I never even listened to a podcast in my life. I don't even listen to the radio or like having <laughs> you know, Bluetooth tunes on. So, yeah, yeah it's a different concept. Good stuff. You're obviously on here to give an opinion. Is this opinion one you've shared with people quite a lot? Oh, I, I think it's one that I share with, with fellow Man United fans, but, but past that, it's, it's pretty hard to... Uh, it's pretty hard to agree with anybody else on it. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, now's your time to shine. Ali, tell the not having that podcast listeners what your unpopular opinion is. Uh, so my, my unpopular opinion is that Paul Scholes is massively underrated and he's better than Stevie G and Frank Lampard. God. I'm going to give that a solid 7 out of 10 on the controversy scale. A lot of United fans would agree with you. I don't think many other people would, myself included initially. But you'll get a fair hearing and a chance to persuade me why I'm wrong. So let's get stuck into it. Tidy, mate. I'll do my best. So how long have you held this opinion for? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, from a bit of a biased perspective, it's an opinion I've had since day dot, really. But I mean, it, it's an opinion that I've argued probably for five or six years, really. Yeah. I mean, it kind of really came to light when when they retired, when, when well, Skullsy retired. And obviously, I think the other two followed suit a bit after. I think they're a little bit younger. But that's mm-hmm. kind of when it came about. Is That's when you argue about those kind of things, when players finally finish their careers. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Skull stayed with, well, he retired at United, didn't he? Whereas the other two went off and had a few, well, they had MLS benches and Frank Lampard played for City. But yeah, they're slightly younger, but it's a conversation that happens quite a lot in pubs around the country. So it'd be good to shed some light on it. Yeah, well, I mean, the argument between the three often doesn't really happen, but I find I have a lot of arguments with a Liverpool fan about a Stevie G or a Skulls or a Chelsea fan about a Skulls or a Lampard. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, the broad discussion about the three really can be included. 
Definitely. As I mentioned before, I don't initially agree with your statement. Growing up, I always preferred Gerard out of the three. Uh, and I even had him on the back of an English show when I must have been about nine or ten. Um, but if someone said, yeah, I think Frank Lampard's better, then I wouldn't, wouldn't disagree with them. But with Skulls, for me, growing up, it was never in the picture. It wasn't really even close. Um, you see, that's, that's, that's the biggest, that's, that's what really grinds my gears the most, mate, that is that people yeah. just don't even put him in the discussion. Mm-hmm. I just, that, like, I mean, it, as a United fan, I mean, I can sit here and I can tell you that, that Lampard and Gerrard were incredible players. Like, yeah. they were, both of them, like, the ability to score goals and the ability to manipulate games and just take control of games and... and just, just change games was incredible, but I just feel as though Skulls has to be in that argument, and I just think from from what he did, it's, it's just better than the other two. Do you want to pick out some statistics that stand out to you from Skulls' career? Yeah, I mean, so obviously I've got, I mean, the accomplishments, and you'll probably fire back with team accomplishments, but I mean, he, he was part of the team. I find central midfield to be probably the most important role. I mean, as, as me and you prove on pro clubs, that's where we play. We're, we're Carry the side. We bring the team home, mate. We get the leagues won. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'll say, you'll say team accomplishments, but, I mean, he won 11 Premier Leagues, mm-hmm. uh, three FA Cups, two League Cups, and, and two Champions Leagues. And, obviously, one of them was uh, was Munich, 98-99. Massive, massive game. And game I mean, he didn't actually play in, though. He wasn't in the squad. Well, no, he went in the squad for that game. I mean, he got he got the yellow. I think he got was it? He didn't get a red in the semis, did he? It was a yellow, and they I got him so, suspended. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, he got him there. But you got to get him there, aren't you? It's not it's not just a one game uh, That's true. Not a one game thing. I mean, Gerard obviously never won the Premier League. Uh, I mean, he, <laughs> he blew it. He blew it for him. Then he when he had his older uh, his old slip over and letting Denver Bar. Personal yeah. highlight of mine that was, <laughs> even though it was a Chelsea goal. I mean, that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, Bit of, bit of lack of composure there, maybe. He was so close, wasn't he? And just yeah, all you could think about. I mean, he obviously won won the one Champions League that night in Istanbul, which as a football fan you just love to see. But I mean, probably another. Could you can admit game. that as well? Because a lot no, of United yeah, fans course, will. Yeah, of course I can, mate. That, that's one of the best games of football ever, isn't it? Really. Yeah. But I mean, probably another unpopular opinion is that I reckon that that night in Munich was even better. I mean, I'd much rather you gave me 45 minutes to score three goals than you gave me a minute and a half to score two goals like United did that night. Yeah. Well, they were both they were both games, yeah, massive games in their own right with yeah, yeah, some and, pretty I mean, memorable but, moments. Both to be Champions League finals as well. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, you'd probably look at the Barca comeback against PSG. I mean, that was massive when they scored... I can't even remember four or five goals, but mm. it was earlier on in the competition. It's just not remembered as highly... Yeah, and then Lampard obviously had th- three Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, two League Cups, and the Champions League. So I mean, they're all decorated players, but I think that mm-hmm. as far as decoration goes, Scholes just just takes it to another dimension, really, doesn't he? Yeah. So as far as you're concerned, do you think it's not fair to say, oh, he played in a better team, therefore he can't really take into consideration the amount of titles he won? Do you think that because he contributed to to a team that won eleven Premier Leagues and the other the other cups that you mentioned, you think he get, does get credit for that? I mean, yes, you're right. I mean, that United team was incredible for all those years and the players came and went. But I mean, as I said, the players came and went. And the thing that really sticks out for me as a United fan um, was the season where he retired and then he came back around Christmas time and we were struggling. And then he came back and we won the league. Yeah. And it sounds stupid, but I genuinely think that that is all down to him. 
just the mentality and just the knowledge of what Manchester United is as a football club and just the way he was able to get behind that set of players. I mean, some of the players that were playing there, I mean, you'd probably struggle to get them into a bottom half Premier League team. Do you know what I mean? They were just, they just weren't up to scratch. And the fact that they managed to win a Premier League is just incredible. You mentioned earlier how like, it annoys you that football fans, myself included, don't include Skulls in the same discussion as Lampard and Gerrard. Why do you think he's so underappreciated by a lot of football fans? I think, to be honest, mate, it's, it's statistics. I mean, obviously, I've rattled off the, the the medals and what have you, but, I mean, I don't have Amir, but his assists and his his goals, they just, like, they're all three of them members of the Premier League 100 club. I mean, they've all scored a lot of goals, but mm-hmm. his assists and his other stats compared to Lampard and Gerrard, they just weren't in the same dimension. But, I mean, obviously, I've watched a lot of United and I've seen a lot of it, and the amount of times that he's the man that gets the ball and he plays the pass to someone that then gets the assist. Do you know what I mean? It's just, he yeah. was involved in everything. And I know and I they... No, sorry, go on. Just going to say, I know that they're all centre midfielders, but I think they all, they all are quite different as well. Uh, Lampard played the furthest forward out of the three of them. Gerald was more of a box-to-box type midfielder, whereas you had Skulls, as you'll know, is kind of more like a deep-line playmaker, just like pinging balls around. Like, yeah. And that and- sort of that sort of player... They don't come up too highly on the goals and assists. So, yeah. No, exactly. So, it's, it's difficult to put him up there. And I think that it also speaks volumes about how good a playmaker and how good his vision was. The fact that he played in that deep line role and boy, oh boy, he couldn't tackle. <laughs> he couldn't yeah. tackle, could he? No, I... Um, although, was, I went on the... Um, I was on the Premier League website doing some research for this. And his um, his tackle percentage in the Premier League was seventy percent, which is not. I don't think it's too bad. You look at Lampard's was seventy one point six, and Gerrard's was seventy three, so only slightly better. But yeah, you're right. The amount of times that he missed time to tackle, like the amount of <laughs> yellow, the yellows and reds he got. I've got it down here. He got ninety seven yellows in the Premier League and four reds. So don't yeah, he was, was a strong he point. Was, he was that bloke though, buddy. But I, I guarantee you that a, like, I don't think many of those yellows were head losses. I mean, that, that was all of that. He, he was that intelligent a player that it was a controlled. This one for the team. He, he's taking one for the team there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that the proportion of yellows to reds also speaks about that. That's, that's a lot of yellows to have and, and not yeah. a lot of reds, in my opinion. It's a bit of an art, that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. T- to know, to have the... Fo- I mean, to be honest with you, the other two probably had it as well, but to have the footballing knowledge, to just see it happening and just know well, you got to do it. It's, I'm, a, mm. I'm a big fan of the tactical foul, actually. I mean, it, it gets a lot of stick, but I'm a big fan. Yeah. It's, it's um, a big part of the game. So for you, would you say that... Would you value team accomplishments over individual stats in the big picture? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and to be honest with you, I reckon any... Any professional would. In terms of when we're ranking individual players, would you still say that because Skulls has won more titles than the other two, that that gives him more credit than the other two who have got far more goals, assists, um, and whatnot? So would well, you rank? I think you would make the argument that if a player like, say, Ronaldo, obviously he's done it at United, he did it at Lisbon, he did it at Madrid, he did it at Juve, you can argue wherever he's gone, he's won. Yeah. But... but you can't make that argument for Skulls because he stayed at United, but I think that the argument you have to make to mirror that is that he won for the duration he was there. He won throughout. From he Probably did. from one of his first... I'm not entirely sure about back then, but within one of his first few seasons, right up to the last. Yeah, he won his first Premier League title at United in the 95-96 season, and his last was in the 2012-2013 season, which you mentioned when he came back. So, well, yeah. yeah. 
that longevity. So that's, I mean, that, just, that. that should just speak volumes. Although obviously the, the teams have been there and you've had the players there, you've had the gigs and the mm. Beckhams and the Ronaldos and the Rooneys. He, mm. he, he, he's the one that's always there for me. The, um, the counter argument to that, you kind of already mentioned it, just how he's, he's played in better teams. I think if you look through some of the best players of that era that have played for Man United, like the go, you go through the whole defence ever, uh, Ferdinand, Vidic, Neville, and then you've got the, uh, the more attacking players, Beckham, Giggs, Ronaldo, Rooney, etc. They're all in contention to make like an all-time Premier League eleven if you were to pick players for an eleven. Whereas I think with Lampard and Gerrard, Gerrard in particular, but we'll, we'll touch on Lampard here, how he had, he had Terry, Drogba, and some very good players, but I think they're the only ones on check that would like make uh, all-time Premier League eleven. Whereas with well, you Gerard, see, I'd make the argument that, to be honest with you, I think that Gerrard probably did it in, in, in a bit of a worse team. Oh, definitely. No, yeah, that's I, what I was going to say. I personally think that, that if, if you're going to put it on one man as, as your main man, as this kind of has carried the team almost, I, I would definitely have, have put Gerrard before, before either of them as, as being an individual. But then he, he never, well, I was going to say he never reached the heights, but he did. He was quality, but he, he just mm-hmm. never quite achieved what goals he did. Yeah. Um, well, certainly, obviously, in the in the Premier League, he didn't. But I think just the way I was to speak about Gerard for now, the way he grabbed like some of the big games, grabbed them by the balls, and just thought, you know what? Well, there's no way we're losing this. Like we mentioned, Istanbul already, that FA Cup against West Ham, where yeah. he scored a couple of blinders, yeah, game. and he had the and he had the assist as well. And he yeah, exactly. The other one. No, so, yeah, I, I agree. But then I think that. See, Skulls does it in a different way, and I think that's that's where for me the underappreciation comes. Is that he did it? In, Lampard does it by getting in the six-yard box and being the bloke that gets his nut on it. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's an amazing quality to have. Whereas Jar will grab the whole team and he'll he'll really get behind him. But I think Skulls is just he's just different gravy. He's just so happy to just pick the ball up from the defence. Everybody's struggling, and he pings it out wide, and it's gone. It's done. And that's from him. That stems from him. He's the one that's seen it. He's turned, and the ability to just buy time. I've, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I, well, I'm not. But between my family, we've had two season tickets between me and my my two brothers and my dad. Yeah. I mean, my brother and my dad usually got the most. But I mean, I've I've been to a lot of games and I've seen a lot of quality players, and I've never ever see anybody just look like they just have so much time on the ball. It really took your breath mm-hmm. away. Any anywhere on the pitch, just in his own box. On the edge of the opponent's box, he just still looked like he just he had all day. Yeah, you mentioned, yeah, you've seen a lot of United games. Are there any matches or moments in particular that stand out to you? Either you've seen it on telly or you were at Old Trafford yourself. What stands I mean, out to you? I, I, I was great? never there for I mean, I've, I've picked three of his top moments. and I mean, I was never there for any of them. Um, but one of them, and to be honest with you, I think it's probably arguably his, his best goal is that, that Villa volley just yeah. on the edge of the box. And I mean, all three of them could score goals, but if, it, if it's falling to someone on the edge of the box on the volley or the half volley, I, I think mm. you, you might agree with me that he's probably the man you want there. Just oh, him, the, and Gerard, the, him and Gerard. Yeah, it's a real tight one, but I don't know. It's, that's probably the United in me that says it, but I just mm. think that just, he just quality with it, mate. Just unreal. And that, that goal against Villa, I loved it. And I loved, um, and, and to be honest with you, what's made it for me even more now after the fact is um, when uh, Gary... Neville said about the fact that he, he was chatting to Scalzi about the goal and, and I think it was when they did a, a soccer box or something. Yeah, a Sky Series. And he says, uh, and he said that they were talking and Scalzi said to him, oh, I've just got a score past him because um, 
Gary asked him about if it was better that the the Villa keeper was wearing tracksuit bottoms. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I feel as though we can both agree that scoring against the keeper in trackies it does make it sweeter because what kind of keeper wears trackies? Eh? I know, absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> also, as well, I want to mention for Scholes' sake, so it doesn't go it doesn't go unmissed that goal he scored against Barcelona to send you guys to the Champions League. Well, yeah, see, so, so, so my other two were. Um, they're much more game winners. So it's that Barca goal, the semi-final goal that that sent us to the yeah the final against Chelsea, like you say. I mean that that was a that was an amazing goal. Um, and then my other one, which for me was a big goal, and I, I can absolutely remember it like crystal clear, was against City. It was nil nil, and uh, yeah, the little ladder just from inside the six yard box. And I remember seeing it. I was like, "What's he doing in there? He's never there." And he just got on the end of it. Oh, mate, honestly, it was, it was beautiful. It was ninety third minute as well, which makes it even sweeter. Oh yeah, it was. It honestly, it was top notch. Oh, definitely. Um, I just want to discuss about Lampard and Gerrard. Would you? seriously not take them in a United team, like either to play alongside Skulls or instead of Skulls, well, obviously not instead of Skulls, that's, that's your argument, but would you, do you not think they could have added value to, to United at all? Uh, yeah, of course you can. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a big enough man to sit here and say that any three of them, you'd, you'd, put, you'd put them in any team. You'd mm-hmm. put them in any team, wouldn't you, really? Um, would I have put them in next to Skulls? I don't know. It's a bit of a difficult one, isn't it? You've got to think about the balance of the team. I mean, quality-wise, of course I would. But balance of the team, to be honest, if you make that, that United team on so much, I probably wouldn't change a single thing about it. And England had the issue with the balance, didn't they? And like, skulls had to be shoved out wide, which you could argue, I don't know, says something, but I think it was more just of a, I don't know, just a tactical, I don't know, disaster class, really having to stick one of them out to the left, I think. It's, most it's most people would agree. Yeah, it's, 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 changed. it's almost like what 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 we're facing now with the right backs I mean obviously it's a bit of a different gravy because it's right backs but you've just mm-hmm. got it's just one position where the talent pool is just it just exceeds everything else but I mean for me the, th- the three of them in, in specifically but also just that whole era of England football it was just so disappointing I mean mm-hmm. that, that that for us growing up I mean obviously you're a little bit just a year or two older than me but I mean we kind of grew up watching that team that was when I was in my younger years loving England football that was and to be honest with you mate it, it kind of made me a bit of a I wasn't the mass obviously I was an England fan but I wasn't that I just didn't expect anything from England and I wasn't really that bothered about them whereas mm-hmm. now after the World Cup after they've kind of gone and, and they've done something and they've kind of shown a bit of just a bit of bottle for the badge Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think any of those boys can really make a fair argument that they gave what they gave in an England shirt, what they gave at their clubs. And to be honest with you, that's a disgrace. I think there's a lot of egos clashing at, in that England, like golden era, if you will, because sometimes you see it on Twitter, like certain football accounts post photos, that England lineup before they faced Portugal, especially in 2006. Just that lineup was just an absolute joke. So oh, yeah, yeah, something's gone seriously wrong on the fact that England... That. To be honest with you, mate, I mean, absolutely nothing against what the boys have achieved at the 2018 World Club, but I bet you nine or 10 out of those players on that team sheet would probably, you'd probably put into this England team on paper. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I 100% think so. But I don't know, maybe, I mean, it's like when you see Roy Keane commentating now and he says about the mentality. I mean, a real big one that sticks out for me is uh, it was Fred and Pereira at the back of the United lineup lined up against Liverpool and they're, they're handshaking with Firmino and Fabinho and a couple of the other national boys. And yeah. Roy Keane, is, he's lost his head. He absolutely <laughs> lost his head about it. And I mean, I think I agree with that mentality, but I don't know, I'm not a professional footballer, but I feel as though you should be able to 
you go out there for 90 minutes when you play for your club and you don't speak to them. You're not friends with them, but you mm. go and have a beer afterwards. And then when you, when you link up at your country, you just take absolute pride with each other that you're all there and you're all representing your country. And you're right, mate. They, they should have done so, so much better. But to be honest with you, I mean, probably going against my own argument here, but it, and it's probably because they felt the need to push him out wide, but I think Skulls out of those three was the biggest disappointment internationally. Yeah, um, well, I mean, he certainly yeah. didn't make anyone near as many appearances. No, as but he, he had about 60 or so, didn't he? 66, yeah. yeah and, and the other boy, I think the other boys got way into 100, didn't they? Yeah, Gerard got 133 and Lampard got 106. Um, yeah, so, so were, I mean, it, that just goes to show, doesn't it? And, and, he, and he, he quit England early. You could tell he wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. You could tell it. Um, one final thing I want to discuss is um, awards and recognition. Um, you said earlier that you want to speak about some people that have got some some things to say about Skulls and why he was great. Do you want to quickly talk about those? Yeah, so I feel as though like the biggest point of my argument and what really has kind of made me come to you with my opinion is it's the opinion that the other like the, the everyday man you and me have a well not me and you but you know that mm. your, your general fan has about him and how he, he wasn't anywhere near the other two he wasn't good enough and what have you but I mean for me what really speaks volumes is, is what other professionals say I mean and I expect that that's probably what other professionals would tell you as well I mean there's mm. nothing quite like being praised by your peers. I mean, I, I, in, in my profession, you know, you, you love hearing from other people that you work with. Like, oh, you, you've done a good job. I, I really like that and, and what have you. And I think that that, that it, it shows more. I mean, obviously we all like to think we know what we're talking about, but mm. who knows better than the blokes that have done it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, some of them I've got, obviously there's, there, there's the one that's quite famous from uh, Xavi. I expect quite a lot of people have heard in this uh, mm-hmm. last 15 to 20 years. He's, he, Skulls is the best central midfielder that he's seen, the most complete. He's agreed with Xabi Alonso about it. He's a spectacular player. He's got everything, the final pass, he scores, he's strong, he never gets knocked off the ball when he doesn't give the ball away. And he even said if he had been Spanish, then maybe he would have been valued more. I mean, I don't quite agree with that. I think that he was overshadowed in the England team. And I think that, that that's the killer. Yeah, because um, I was just having a look at their awards beforehand. And there are a couple that really surprised me. Um, the main one was that Skulls, he never won United's player of the season. In all the years he was at United, he never won player of the season, which I think is strange, um, firstly. And then you compare that to Lampard and Gerard. I think Lampard won the Chelsea one three times, maybe, and Gerard, I think it was four or five. I think that, well, I want to say it shows something because he's still a fantastic player, Scholes, and he obviously contributed massively to United. But the fact that I think is voted by fans, that the United fans aren't having Scholes in one of the seasons that he played, we talked about his longevity, the fact he hasn't won it once in the years that he was at United, I think, yeah, it's quite striking, really. You see, that, that, that's, actually, that shocked me. I didn't know that, to be fair, mate. But I just think that kind of speaks even more to what I said about the underappreciation and just mm-hmm. undervalued and misinterpreted about just how good he was. Mm-hmm. I just, um, maybe I'll see it wrong. Maybe that's why it's an unpopular opinion, but I just, <laughs> just incredible, incredible player. I'm just going to um, reel off a couple of, couple of other awards as well. Um, Skulls made the PFA team of the year twice, which is voted for by players, but Lampard made it three times and Gerrard's got, actually got the record for any player in the Premier League, which is eight. And that's voted for by fellow pros. So I think that does say quite a lot. And obviously those two 
were they made the Ballon d'Or top three in 2005. Lampard came second and Gerard came third. Um, and Gerard's been, I think he's been top three for sports personality of the year as well. So they're certainly getting recognition a lot more oh, than what Skulls did. I, I definitely agree that Skulls as a player didn't have, didn't have that much of a personality about him, did he? Mm-hmm. He's, he is a real little quiet boy. He's come out of his shell as a pundit a bit more and thrown mm-hmm. his weight about. But um, no, yeah, he definitely didn't have a personality. But no, the, the balloon door one... The balloon door one that that shocked me when I looked as well. I mean, obviously I was I, I knew none of them had ever won it, but that that really surprised me. Mm-hmm. It just it just it just catches me off guard, really. I mean, I just just valued him so much more as a United fan. I valued him so much, yeah, so so much. I mean, honestly, I mean, like you look at Giggsy, and I don't think I quite appreciate how good a winger Giggsy was because. I mean, for me, I, I like in a wing it. You want speed, pace. You want to be able to run at people. And obviously, there's there's the Arsenal goal. I got to drop that one yeah. in there just because obviously. Cheers for that. You're, you're a fella, you're a gooner, aren't you? <laughs> uh, but I mean, obviously, so I can see goals like that, and I can see what he did. But I genuinely think if if I had to pick one of the class of '92 that I wouldn't want to lose, it for me, it'd be Scalzi. This is the not having that podcast. Well, I really enjoyed that, mate. It's been the sort of discussion that's happened over, yeah, in pubs, in schools, in workplaces for a long time now, and especially in recent years, as you mentioned, since they retired. So I'm um, glad you've had the opportunity to get it out there to a wider audience. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't initially agree with your statement, and but you made some really good, really good points here about how he's just generally just really underappreciated Paul Scholes um, compared to the other two. And I listed the awards um, that the other two have got over skulls. And um, I think that kind of highlights that. Um, but despite that, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say I'm not having that for your opinion. Oh, for Just because I've always seen the other two in a high regard and that still hasn't kind of changed. You made some good points, though. And obviously, uh, Skulls' titles can't be, you can't argue against that. I just think if you look at the numbers that the other two produce and also in, in big games, in finals, I think they're the two that I would rather have, but I'm not taking away from how good of a player Paul Scholes is. He was a fantastic player. And I do agree that he is underrated and underappreciated by fans that don't support Man United. But it's been great to have you on, mate. Have you enjoyed yourself? Yeah, mate, I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. It's class. And I'd, I'd definitely say to anybody that's having a little think about it, definitely just to get their point into you and just, just see if you want it. Because I was yeah. a little bit half and half about it, thinking about it, but I've had a quality time, mate. It's, it's been a great time recording. Fantastic. Well, yeah, it's not all over for you, mate. We'll stick the uh, poll out on Twitter after this to see if many people agree with you. I'm sure if you could look at the who's voted for what, a lot of Man United fans will be backing you up on this. But Oh, yeah, of course they will. Of course they will. But it'll be interesting to see if non-United fans have been swayed by you at all. I'm sure a couple might have done. Yeah, it'd be um, good to get the neutral in. I mean, obviously, I wasn't trying to uh, wasn't trying to stain the name of the other two. It's just really that I just feel as though he should be far more in the argument than he is. Uh, definitely. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Not Having That podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you'd be interested in featuring on the podcast, email ryan at nothavingthatpod.com or reach us on Twitter at nhtpod with your unpopular opinion. So lie down, relax, and let the sports commence.